0: Welcome into Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts with CPA and Personal Financial Specialist, Phil Putney. Let's get rolling with today's show. Hey, everybody. Welcome into the Labor Day edition of Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts. Uh, 2020 Labor Day is upon us almost at the time we're dropping this podcast. Phil, what's going on, my friend? How are you? I'm doing great. Doing great. Well, we got a fun show lined up this week. We're going to do, um, we got some financial rules. And before you click it off or whatever the case is, these are kind of fun. So are these rules uh, legit or full of it? If you know what I'm saying, uh, full of full, you know, so full of bull. So we'll have some fun. We'll make this short and sweet. We'll just get right into them and have a good time with these. The 10% rule, what is it? And do you think it's legit?
1: So 10%, how much should you be saving for retirement? Um, it's a good place to start, you know? Uh, if, if you can't figure anything else out, start there if it's comfortable or even if it's a little bit uncomfortable, it usually means it's the right number where you got to stretch yourself just a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a great place to start, you know? So I would say, yeah, it's legit, you know, for those that are older in retirement, it really depends, you know, where, where are you at? How much have you accumulated? Are you trying to make up for lost years, so to speak, because maybe you put the kids through school and, yep. you know, now you don't have that expense and you're trying to put significantly more away um, that's great, you know, but if you're younger just starting out, at least it's a great place to start. So, all right. So
0: that one's basically, uh, legit Uh, again, time sensitive a little bit, depending on where you're at in life. Uh, A lovely 4% rule, Phil, everybody's heard this one, but what it is and what do you think? Is it full of it or is it legit?
1: Yeah. Well, so this relates to how much of my portfolio could I spend each year without running out of money? And it's, uh, I would say kind of full of bull right now. In fact, they, there was not too many years ago, they actually redid the, the analysis again and said, ah, really closer to like 2.8, I think is what they said, or 8.5 at that point, Well, 3% call it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason is, is number one, interest rates on bonds are down. I mean, right now we're, you know, one of the lowest points again in interest rates. And then kind of that forward looking projection of what the equity market looks like over the next 10 years isn't really right. good either. You know, so with the, those two components playing in, I think 4% is probably on the high side.
0: Well, and you have people say stuff like, okay, if you had a million dollars, we'll do this for easy math. Yeah, 4%, you're pulling out 40 grand a year. What happens, you know, in March of 2020 when it goes down yep. 30%? Okay, so now you're down to 700,000 and you're pulling 4% off of that.
1: Right. So now you've taken a, ba- a pay cut. Yeah. A thirty percent pay cut, basically. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I mean that's the other piece of it too. If you're just truly using that as a a guideline in retirement, I'm only taking four percent of my account out. Right. Yeah, you're going to be all over the place. There's going to be great years, and there's going to be other years. You know. So again, to me, it's one of those rules of thumb.
0: All right. Uh, here's another one for you. I haven't heard this one before, so I'll be curious to tell us uh, what this one is. The twenty-five x rule. So, how much do
1: you need to, to have accumulated um, to retire? So, 25 right. times your income or um, what you want as an income, maybe. If
0: you make a hundred so, grand, 2.5 million?
1: 2.5 million, yeah. Well, Which, yeah. I mean, is probably going to blow some people away thinking, that's what are you talking about? I'm, you know, I'll enough. never get there. <laughs> yeah. And, well, but if you think backwards, it's kind of the opposite of that old 4% rule, right? Because, right? I mean, if, you know, if, you're trying to get that hundred grand to two and a half million, two and a half million at 4% gives you hundred grand. So if you want to replace your income today, that's All that right. 4% what you need to get there. So interchangeable it's the, there. The reverse of that. Yeah. Um, again, it's a rule of thumb. Um, at the end of the day, you really have to run the math and have a plan to see what does it look like? Because right. the piece that's not being looked at there is, well, what other sources of income do I have? you know, yeah. you got social security at least, you know, okay. so I mean if you're doing that, then if you needed a hundred grand and it was all coming from investments at 4%, you had two and a half million, but you're going to have social security. Yeah. If you're married, a spouse yeah. potentially have social security at least half of yours as a right. spousal. Is yeah. there a pension involved? I mean, so there's all these other right. pieces that come into play and the more outside income sources you have, the lower that, that dollar amount is that you need to, to save to, meet what you need in retirement.
0: So, yeah so it's not quite as daunting as it might sound you go because we have we've talked yeah. in the show about you know a million dollars I gotta you know you're supposed to have a million dollars or whatever you know, this arbitrary number It's like well how in the world am I gonna get the 2.5 if I can't even get to one you know. So, right right. I think I know where you're gonna go with this but the 80% rule that you need 80% of your income in retirement so if you made a hundred thousand mm-hmm. you only need 80 kind of thing.
1: Again, it's a great place to start, right? As a, as kind of an estimate because if you have no other idea then start with that. Because usually, I mean in retirement there is going to be some loss of some expenditures you would have. If you had two cars because you're both working, maybe you drop back to one, maybe not. I was just having a discussion with a client the other day that they were talking that back and forth and she's like, well, "Wait a minute, what if you want to golf and I want to go, you know, <laughs> like, well, yeah well there's uber right you can do that but
0: <laughs> my wife would be there is no way on earth she would give up her car
1: yeah yeah so i mean you have to look at that but
0: again it's it's one of those rules of thumb all right so we're playing uh some rules here are they uh, legit or full of it uh, full of bull if you will so the rule of 72 now we've those first ones there those were all kind of the rules of thumb now this one's yep. more mathematical the rule of 72 what's that
1: yeah, so this is a mathematical formula. And basically, all it's doing is helping you do some easy math to say, I want to double my assets that I have and earn X percent. How long is it going to take? Okay. You know, so take 72 divided by whatever you think you're going to earn as a percentage will give you the years. So if I think I can earn 6% of my money, then I know, was that uh, 12 years, I can double it.
0: You know, okay. so that's
1: kind of the, the rule there.
0: Okay. So. Legit. Yeah, oh yeah, it's
1: legit. It's, it's just math. It's a mathematical rule. There's okay. no, Nothing to argue there. It's a good kind of a guesstimate of, you know, trying to think of how long I need to hit my number. You know, right. my number is a million dollars and I have this amount today and I'm just not, you know, not going to have any more money going in just through right. earnings at 6% or whatever your number is. It'll help you get a picture of
0: how long is it going to take to double that uh, versus that, that point. kind of so, sliding scale of the four percent rule. That's a little bit what's got more some more concrete. Yep. To it. Okay, uh, the rule of two point six seven. No idea, but I'm guessing it's inflation based.
1: Yes, yeah. So this is again looking at income versus inflation, um, you know, over that twenty-five year in the future. So okay. understanding, you know, what my income is today, and then what's it, What do I need
0: to overtake it? inflation.
1: inflation. You know, this many years down the road,
0: it's 2.67. So. If that's the inflation rate, is that accurate? That's not probably. Well,
1: it, it's a right to me. That's around the number we use today because that's the 20-year average right now. Okay. I'm um, obviously that changes. Um, but inflation is one of those targets that you you've got to plan for in retirement. Mm-hmm. Again, I would yeah. overestimate than underestimate. Yeah. Today, 2.67 is probably on the low side.
0: Okay, that's what I was gonna. Um, yeah, that's what I was wondering.
1: But I mean, inflation moves in cycles just like interest rates do, right? So they, and they they kind of follow each other. So bond interest rates were at one of the lowest points in history; it can't get much lower than where it's at right now. Inflation <laughs> is pretty low too, you know, on most things. I mean, there's right. are always some of those outliers like toilet paper and hand sanitizer and all those crazy things that have right. high demands and webcams like we talked about but
0: i, I don't know Phil. You gotta, you gotta be careful with those with things like that it's a, it could be a meme right you see those memes where it says that's hold, right hold my beer can't get much lower than that and doing says, yep. hold my beer you know <laughs> You never know there's always- You,
1: never know. Yeah. you never know. So, in yeah. Never know. But inflation one is one of those pieces you got to account for. Yeah.
0: So uh, we'll, we'll share some info with some, some of our listeners here in the Michigan area. If you, if you haven't uh, seen other news, just to kind of share how interesting 2020 is kind of to that point we were just laughing yep. about. Uh, the uh, weird thing that happened in Iowa, I don't know if you saw that about a week or two ago. Uh, basically it's a hurricane without a hurricane. They call it like a- disco Yeah. Or something. That was uh, crazy. That, right? devastating. Yeah, devastating. And I, I've got clients in Iowa as well that talked to, and I'm like, never heard of that. And they're like, neither had we. <laughs>
1: yeah, didn't so, expect that. Didn't plan for that. So, or the insurance companies didn't either. So uh,
0: 2020 and Mother Nature said, "How about this one?" You know, <laughs>
1: that's right. We're going to try this one on you. <laughs>
0: yeah, did you have that on your bingo card for the year? Uh, all right, so we're going to finish off with our final one here, folks. Uh, full of uh, rules, full of uh, bull, or legit, or not and it 's our old friend, the rule of a hundred
1: yeah, so the rule of a hundred is getting to that asset allocation at a really high level between stocks and bonds. How much should I have invested and basically it 's taken a hundred minus whatever your age is should be about the amount you would have invested in in stocks let 's say you know so if you 're retiring at sixty, then about forty percent stocks, sixty percent um, in bonds gives right. you that allocation, so it's you know gives you an idea as you age. Then obviously the number in the stock goes lower, the number in uh, the bond portion goes uh, uh, higher, more conservative as you age. So a so good yeah. rule of thumb, good place to start. Um, yeah. But you know really it comes down to understanding what you're comfortable with. Maybe based on this, that forty percent, sixty percent allocation is what it says you should be, but you're not comfortable with that because that has right. a lot of volatility. Yep. You know, which then that doesn't really matter. Yeah. And I what think the that, rule says. So.
0: Right. It's, a, it's that one. This one definitely is back to a rule of thumb. And I think it definitely gives you a simple place to look at. Right. When you go to sit down with an advisor and say, okay, well, I know that the rule of 100 says that I should be here. Uh, but I just don't feel good there. Where do you have me? If you're already working with an advisor, you can ask that question Hey, how much do I have at risk, or whatever the case might be? Or if you're shopping for a new advisor, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. It's a bit maybe outdated in my thought. I don't see, you know, see yeah, what you think, Phil, but oh, like it's absolutely outdated because it's, yeah. yeah, you've got to
1: look at the big picture of everything. And yeah. I mean, this is getting into the risk tolerance is one of my favorite discussions with clients because they're, they're all over the board, you know, and it, my favorite one is always, well, what should I be? I'm like, I don't know. This is, this is a personal preference. I'll tell you what I, whether I think it's too high or too low. And if we need to make adjustments, but right. I don't know, what are you, what are you comfortable with? What can you bear?
0: Well, the math That's a good place to start. This, like maybe yeah. if, if your math says, you know, you need to have 30%, um, you know, in the market, let's say, to attain your goals, but you're just not comfortable with that, then you got to look for other solutions, right?
1: Correct. Yeah. And it's one of those, there's two sides of risk that you have to look at. Number one, what, what are you comfortable with? How much can you bear? And the other one is how much you need to take. Yeah. You know, and, and I see people on both sides of that equation, some that are taking way more risk than, than what they even need to, because they don't, you know, they've got enough accumulated. They don't need to take that risk. So what's the end game? Why do you want to take the risk? Is it yeah. to grow the pot bigger? pass on to the kids. Great. Then let's plan for that. And there's other ways to do that too. But if it's way beyond your comfort level, you know, or just the opposite where you need to take a little bit more risk than what you're comfortable with. So let's help position that the right way. So you're not going to get harmed by it yeah. during retirement. So
0: yeah, if you're sitting, there, just I'll a great
1: I'll... discussion to have to, to make sure you look at both sides.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Now, if you're sitting there watching the stock ticker every day, you know, then it's, you're not in the, the place you know, you want to be at, that's for you're sure. You're
1: going to miss retirement. It's, it's yeah, you know, going to blow by you because you're going to be paying attention to what's going on in the market and the elections and all the other pieces yeah. and so…
0: Yeah, yep. exactly, and that's why you work with an advisor so they can do that's that right. worrying for you. So reach out to Phil, folks. We're going to wrap it up. So hopefully you enjoyed this quick little uh, rules of thumb. Uh, well, I guess rules in general financial rules in general, yeah, rules in general. So whether they were legit or full of it, uh, reach out to Phil if you got any questions before you take any action. As always, I like to say that 248 two four eight triple eight seventy five thirty. I'll put it on the screen for those watching two four eight. 888 is how you get in contact with him. Let him know you want to chat. You can reach out to him and let him know. You can find him on Phil's Tax Hacks.com. That is Phil's Tax Hacks.com. While you're there, subscribe to the podcast on Apple or Google or Spotify or any other number of platforms that are out there. Uh, we'd certainly appreciate the support. Share it with someone who might benefit from the message as well. Again, it's hacks.com All right, folks, stay safe and sane. We'll see you next time right here on Phil's Tax Hacks and other retirement facts with Phil Putt